Hello, and welcome to the If We Knew Then podcast. I am Lori Sox, Liam's mom, and Stephen is taking the afternoon off. I wanted to talk today as a mom about Liam's birthday and his birthday celebration and what it means him turning 12. I'm up early in the morning to write. Early morning is the best time to set your intentions. That's what Oprah says. It's actually what the television show that I turned on says that Oprah says. I'm up early. I love this time of day to organize my thoughts, but this morning I turned on the television, which tells me that I am probably trying to avoid my thoughts. I'm aware when I'm trying to avoid my thoughts. I know what that behavior looks like. Thoughts on Liam's 12th birthday. Liam is 12, 12 years old. Liam turned 12 on Saturday. Part of his celebration is always at least one afternoon at the beach, regardless of weather. We went to the beach Sunday late like we do to avoid crowds and also not to have too much sun. We get to see the sunset. We played football and laughed and sang and sat our four chairs on high to look over at the horizon. They had built the dunes up like they do to protect the shore during the winter months. We could hear the waves crashing on the shore, an overcast gray sky. People ask me, what does Liam want for his birthday? Liam knows what he wants, but he does not yet have the words to express it. And sometimes I get so mad thinking about how the school denied him his supports or how much further along he would be. And that's a fact. That's an immovable fact. I can see it. And just the simple question of what does Liam want for his birthday and me searching to find the answer triggers an emotion inside that I don't have when people ask me what Sophia wants for her birthday. But what will, what will we do? We support him. My best friend, Stephanie, says it's okay to breathe now after Carpenter. That's the name of the school who did all of this to him. A name I protected for a really long time, and then I had to ask myself, why am I protecting them when they did not protect my son? They did not support my son. They did not care for my son. Stephanie says it's okay to breathe now. The experience was horrible, abusive, absolutely insane to be talked to and treated in such a flagrant manner. Her acknowledgement of this brings some peace in me, that she agrees, that she sees it. It's healing when someone sees you, when they hear you, and they're just there, listening, acknowledging, they don't have to make it better, which is something I'm still learning, that I don't have to make it better. Sometimes just witnessing it is enough support, and that's what a best friend does. Friends remind us who we are. They remind us of our strength, and sometimes they are our strength. Friends help us get through, and I am fortunate for the friends that I have. I have to be at peace with the fact that the school may never be held accountable for what they did. 
and then I have to let that go. I'll file all the motions, but I have to let it go. The damage is done. The best way to let it go is to tell the story, to let it be out there, to let my voice, Liam's voice, be heard. Liam is now in a school that supports him, and that's really what matters. Where he is now, and where we are now, celebrating Liam on his 12th birthday. That is what matters. So we are at the beach playing ball, and he wants to throw the ball in a certain direction. When we go in another direction, when we switch it up on him, he gets upset. What presents itself, what we see as stubborn is really, hey, we didn't talk about the game ahead of time much less that the game would be changing. Stephen, Sophia, and I know the game or can improvise the game, but nobody talked to Liam about the game before we began. Nobody told him the rules, that they might change, or that he has the ability to improvise. What is improvise? So I stop. We talk it out, him and I, almost eye to eye because he's almost my height now that he is 12. We talk it out and begin again. And I have to remind myself, I have to remember to take those moments with him just until he doesn't need those moments. In those moments, I can show him, I can model things like stopping and asking for what you want, though asking for what I want doesn't always come so natural. I learn by teaching him its importance. I give him words or signs to express what he wants to come out, a lesson I still sometimes need. Liam throws the ball at, not to Sophia. You want to get upset with him. He gets in trouble, but I can see on his face that he doesn't think that he should be in trouble for throwing a ball at his sister, what brother does. And I remember he's been playing dodgeball, all week at school, and how much he loves playing dodgeball. I learned this not from a conversation that I had with him, but from the notes and the communication I created with his teacher and his aide, two people who support him, and I'm reminded of the importance and the beauty of this Citizens of the World School, a name that needs no protecting, a name that should be celebrated, a school that sees my child. I created this communication with his teacher and his aide so that we can tell them some of the things that he might want to share at home, little details, and they can do the same for us. The details of school, of his school day, the little things, the little things that we might want to share that Liam may forget to share or out of context might not make sense to us, might be brushed off as something else. So I remind him what game we're playing I acknowledge that I know he loves dodgeball and that he's playing that at school, but it's a different ball. And this ball is for throwing and for catch. So we can not throw at, but two. I wonder what it feels like to be Liam. I wonder what he's thinking. He is an observer. I see that he is an observer. I like to watch him watching. So people asked me what he wanted for his birthday. And there's no concrete answer for that, what Liam wants. He would like to go to Disneyland and stay at a hotel. 
Who wouldn't? (laughs) He would like Spider-Man, Hamilton, and Beauty and the Beast, the musical, on his iPad. He would like to play ball. He likes the birthday balloons, the kind you blow up and can throw to and at each other for weeks. He loves the sign that we hung that says happy birthday and knowing that it's for him. He loves the part where people sing to him and he gets to blow out the candle and make a wish. He does not want for things in advance. He is very much in the moment. Christmas and birthdays can be a challenge because I have to really pay attention to things that catch his eye along the way, things that he enjoys because he won't always ask for them. And for the most part, for the last years, it is movie cards, decks of cards themed with movies or shows that he likes, mostly Star Wars, and not just any movie or show. You can't just pick up any movie or show. They can be hard to find, so I stock up whenever I see them. They usually reflect what he loves in the moment, so Star Wars is good because he always comes back to them. Who doesn't? We have villains and heroes, Luke and Darth Vader, Rise of the Skywalkers, Chewbacca, all different themed things that I would never think of. Details, specifics. The first deck of cards came from a dollar store. We bought them for Sophia when she was young, a a party favor, I believe. She never really played with them. I forget how Liam came upon them, but he did. Found them somewhere discarded on a shelf and loved them. Saw them for how cool they were. They are good for comprehension, retelling stories, language. They're a soother. When you sift through them, they are OT as you sort them. They can be a memory game, a bonding tool, a socialization builder. Things we never thought of when we bought them for Sophia. For Sophia, they were just a deck of cards. But they are things we can't ignore now. Things we can't unknow. Another something Liam found for himself while I was trying too hard to find something, the right thing, looking in all the wrong places, looking to the outside for something we had right in front of us. Liam will do that for you. Remind you life is simpler than you would try to make it. Movies. It was so much easier before they were digital to have this tangible gift to wrap. But why do I need it to be tangible? He doesn't. He'd be just as happy opening his iPad to find a new movie downloaded. He doesn't need to unwrap it. That's my thing. I think it makes me feel like I've done the right thing, celebrated properly, if it's there to unwrap. It's hard to unwrap a moment. It's hard if I'm trying to prove to myself that I'm doing it right, that I'm treating both of my children the same. Sophia has a party every year with her best friends, There are favors and treats, a theme. One year, I did as Liam wanted. We went to Disneyland. We stayed at a hotel. No real tangible gift, no thing to sit on a shelf to collect dust. And I felt like I had failed him. He was fine, but I felt like I had failed him. I want to give him something. He doesn't judge my need to find a something for him. He loves Hamilton. We took him to Hamilton. He comforts me when I cry. It's what he does. He loves the music. We sing it in the car. That and Taylor Swift reputation. 
his two favorite CDs. Afterwards, we take him to dinner at Bob's Big Boy Restaurant. This is a diner, an old diner, if you're familiar with California. He originally liked it for the statue that stands out front, and every Friday to celebrate the weekend, we take him there to take his picture and to get chicken strips. It's what he likes. So after Hamilton, we take him to this diner where he loves the chicken strips, but also eating in a restaurant because we haven't really since the pandemic. So this is rare. And we sit around the table and he gets to choose who sits next to him. He's in charge. And he likes that. Choosing who will sit where. Seeing the faces of people who love him, who have traveled just to spend the day with him. Eating his favorite food. Listening as the people in the restaurant sing happy birthday. And he blows out a candle on a scoop of ice cream. Choosing the music in the car. Playing I Spy on the way back home, telling knock-knock jokes, all the things he loves, none of it can be wrapped. A moment for him to recenter and watch something on his iPad without question. He likes sitting close and sharing your blanket, no matter how much room or open seats there are on the sofa. He'd take snuggling close to you over having his own blanket. The beach at sunset. He wants his toes in the sand but a blanket to keep them warm. Four chairs set high on the sand dune, playing I spy until the sun was gone, and the only colors to spy were blacks, grays, and whites. The foam of the ocean, the arm of a chair, the sky, the moon's light peeking through the cloud, headlights of a car on the road. The drive home listening to Reputation by Taylor Swift that he calls Charlotte's Web for a reason only he knows but I await and look forward to the moment when he explains it to me. Until then, I'm right here, Liam, trying not to complicate things too much, learning from you the gift of the moment over anything that can be held or bought or wrapped, the gift of laughter and how free-form a knock-knock joke can be. Knock-knock, who's there? Lion, lion who? Roar. I learned to look and see and spy all the things around me, that a crowded, cozy snuggle is better than all the space in the world. I learned that knowing the game you are being asked to play is empowering. Knowing we are seen and heard lifts us, and being sung to and celebrated is secretly what we may all desire, but don't have the guts to admit. And that candle the one that is just for you, the one that holds your wishes and knows the desire of your heart is the one thing in the world that I envy. Happy birthday, Liam. Love, Mom. Please follow us on Twitter at IfWeKnewThenPod, and you can drop us a line on our Facebook page at IfWeKnewThenPod, or visit our website, IfWeKnewThen.com, to send us an email with questions and comments. And you can join our mailing list there and get alerts of future podcast episodes. All these links will be added to this episode's show notes. Thank you again, and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode of If We Knew Then.